Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. And you're checking out the program on June 19th, 2020. Before we jump into the program, I want to give a big shout out in the intro. I want to say a happy Juneteenth for everybody out there who celebrates Juneteenth. Secondly, I want to give a big shout out to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to Steelers Nation. Big up to all the dads who will be celebrating Father's Day this Sunday. Big up to all of you. And particularly a big shout out to all the dads for introducing everybody to Steeler football. It's always been a joy to watch football games with my dad. So I want to send a big shout out to my dad, Frederick Bryant. Thank you for instilling the love of Steeler football into me. And big up to all the dads in Steeler Nation. Secondly, I want to give a big shout out to Big Bro Sco. I want to give a big shout out to the Oracle and the editor of the website behind the steel curtain.com, Dave Schofield. I want to give a big shout out to Brian Anthony Davis, Tony Defio. Big up to Big Tony. Breakfast at with Tony tomorrow. Make sure you check that out. Hopefully, Tony will eat something scrumptious when you have breakfast with Tony or brunch with Tony. So big up to Tony. And last but not least, want to give a big shout out to Mike Beck. Make sure you guys check out The Standard is the Standard show that we did this Wednesday where we talked about Cam Hayward and whether or not he was going to get a contract extension. Before we jump in the program, I want to urge all you guys to support the program by liking the show. If you want to get your question to the top of the queue, hit us with a super chat we don't we don't make you do that or or, or force you to do that that is out of your own free will and volition if you'd like to do that big up to john trent what's up to you my boy big up to everybody that wished me a happy 50th birthday this is my first show as a registered official middle-aged dude where a dude can apply and get an aarp card i believe because i'm in my 50s now And that feels kind of weird saying that, but big up to all of you that wished me a happy birthday. Also want to give a big shout out to Mark Cabali of The Athletic, who provided a lot of the stats for this program and big up to Behind the Still Curtain's own Jeffrey Benedict for providing some of the stats for this show as well. So the name of this show is Yeah, I Said It. Steven Nelson had an elite season. But is he better than Joe Hayden? Let me say that again. Steven Nelson had an elite season, but is he better than Joe Hayden? Now, I want to break this down in a couple of ways. First thing I want to do is I want to prove that Steven Nelson had an elite year. After that, I want to do a comparison of Nelson versus Hayden. I want to do that two ways. Some of the stats that Mark Kabali combined in his article on The Athletic, big up to Kaboom. Kaboom has been a longtime friend of the program. Also, I want to compare Nelson and Hayden with the information that Jeffrey Benedict provided. I want to answer who is better, in my opinion. And last but not least, I want to tackle the question of who is the best tandem, starting tandem of corners, in the AFC. I think it's only between the Steelers and Ravens, so I'm going to limit the conversation there. Thank you for the super chat. Let me jump into that. Thank you, Snowman, for the birthday wishes. Thank you for the $5 super chat, which is appropriate because that is 50 Thank you. 
it's 50 times 10. So hopefully I will make it to 500 and hopefully I will be doing programs when I'm 500 years of age watching the Steelers. And hopefully by then the Steelers will have 50 Super Bowl championships. Now, let me just post this to the screen. I'm going to I'm going to get to your question, Varys, but I want to just hold it there. Because you might be jumping the gun a little bit. Let me jump into the first part of it. I want to prove that Nelson, Stephen Nelson, had an elite year. Now, what Kaboom did, and I thought it was outstanding. Kaboom, what he did was he created a statistical spreadsheet of corners who made all pro and the corners who made the pro bowl. He did it, and he did it based on a variety of metrics. And as I pull it up, I think it's a good it's a good way to set a comparison of Stephen Nelson and Hayden to how these elite corners performed over the course of the year. Now, the corners in his list are Stephon Gilmore and Tre'Davious White, who were the All Pro corners. The Pro Bowl corners in which they were included as well were. Stephen Gilmore, Tredavious White, Richard Sherman, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Marshawn Lattimore, Darius Slay, and Jalen Ramsey. And he broke it down into a variety of statistics. He, he looked at their snaps, their targets, the number of times they were targeted, the receptions, yards, TDs they gave up, and interceptions. I took those and I created some metrics of my own, some percentages to kind of break those down. Now, when you look at snaps, all of those corners are pretty much have played a significant amount of snaps, over 800 snaps, except for Jalen Ramsey, who played the fewest amount of snaps at 781. You look at Steven Nelson, he played the second most snaps only to Joe Hayden. He played 1,010 snaps. Now, if you look at the targets, and targets are significant because just logically, you want to find the candy bar, and the candy bar I, de I define as the easy, sweet target. Who's the candy bar of your corners? What corner do you want to target the most? And typically, the candy bar is the corner that gets the most targets. Now, you look at this elite list of corners, and the best, in my opinion, of these corners was Stephon Gilmore, who I believe won the NFL Player of the Year. Steven Nelson was targeted 72 times to Joe Hayden's 82. Stephon Gilmore was targeted 71 times. Tredavious White, 95. Richard Sherman, 71. Peters, Humphrey, Lattimore, Darius Slay, and Jalen Ramsey uh, were all targeted around roughly the same amount. The corner that got the most targets was Tredavious White with 95, followed by Darius Slay with 93. Peters, Humphrey, and Lattimore were in the high 80s. So what that suggests is you don't want to target the guy that isn't the candy bar. And on this list, when you look at these elite corners, all pros and pro bowlers, Steven Nelson was second. So Steven Nelson was not targeted. So he was not the candy bar. Between him and Hayden, Hayden was targeted 10 more times, but that's not really significant in my opinion when you play over 1,000 snaps. The next statistic that kaboom came up with was receptions he looked at the receptions that they gave up with their targets steven nelson gave up 37 joe hayden 44 stefan gilmore 49 tredavious white 50 sherman 44 peters 52 
Humphrey, 51, Marshawn Lattimore, 44, Darius Slay, 52, and Jalen Ramsey, 44. And what I'm going to do after the program in the comments, I will list this link and I will share this link so you guys can take a look at the spreadsheet. Now, a better way to look at this would be catch percentage. And what I did to come up with a simple catch percentage number was I divided the number of receptions simply by the targets. And when you look at catch perception, or excuse me, catch percentage, Steven Nelson ranks favorably. And in fact, Steven Nelson's catch percentage is the lowest at 51.4% of all of those corners. So you're talking about he was better in Hayden, Gilmore, White, Sherman, Peters, Humphrey, Lattimore, Slay, and Ramsey. Joe Hayden was third in that list. And Tredavious White was, uh, excuse me, was, was second in that list. So he was better than all of these corners. The next statistic that we looked up or Kaboom looked up was yards. And he did that to get a sense of the yards per catch that they gave up. Now, in terms of Steven Nelson, he gave up 491, Hayden 487, Gilmore 811, Tredavious White 626, Sherman 389, Peters 597, Humphrey 440, Lattimore 612, Darius Slay 694, Jalen Ramsey 549. So he ranks favorably just in terms of yards. When you look at the snaps that they played, the targets and the receptions, you're starting to get a sense that he had elite statistics. Now, in terms of yards per catch, he only gave up 13.3 yards per catch. That was better than Stephon Gilmore. And I, I hope you guys are noticing that in terms of targets, he was targeted about the same as Stephon Gilmore, played probably 700, you know, probably about 65 more snaps. So he played more snaps than Gilmore. He was targeted the same as Gilmore. He gave up less catches than Gilmore. He gave up less yards than Gilmore, 811 to 491. And his catch percentage was better than Gilmore's and his yards per catch was better than Gilmore's. So what I'm trying to tell you is that Steven Nelson, and we don't even have to look at the other guys for the remaining numbers. Steven Nelson had an elite season. You're talking about touchdowns. So, and so let me go back to yards per catch. Stephon Gilmore gave up 16.6 yards per catch to Steven Nelson's 13. Just think about it in terms of a first down. Imagine how much different offensive football would be if you had to get seven yards to get a first down as opposed to 10. That's the significance of a three-yard difference in yards per catch. It is huge when you're looking at first downs being 10 yards. So in every metric that I've discussed so far, Steven Nelson ranks favorably with Stephon Gilmore. The other statistic that is key is both of them did not give up a touchdown. Now, Steven Nelson did give up a big play to uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in the Cleveland game. There was a penalty on the one yard. It would have been a touchdown, but there was a penalty, and so they had to run the snap from the one. So people are saying he really gave up a touchdown, but he, they didn't score, so he did not give up a touchdown. So you're talking about they're even in touchdowns. He's better than every other statistic. Where the difference is with Stephon Gilmore and Steven Nelson is interceptions. Stephon Gilmore had six picks, and he probably dropped another three. 
And so when you look at the number of interceptions that he got per target, he got an interception every time, every 12 times he was targeted. So I think what this says is when you look at Steven Nelson's numbers, Steven Nelson had an elite year. So I think when you look at the first point that I'm trying to prove, did Nelson have an elite year? Yes, he did. Because when you match up his numbers with Stephon Gilmore, they're better almost across the board. The difference meaning the difference really was only interceptions. Now, the second thing that I want to do is compare Nelson to Hayden. When you look at their snaps, the difference in their snaps is 45 snaps. Now, 45 snaps is significant. 45 snaps is almost, I would say, three quarters of a game. So 45 snaps is significant. However, in terms of targets, Hayden was targeted 10 more times. I don't know if that's significant enough to suggest that teams thought Hayden was the candy bar or not. In terms of receptions that they gave up, Hayden gave up 44 receptions to Nelson's 37. Nelson gave up 491 yards to Hayden's 487. The big difference in the statistics between the two is Joe Hayden gave up four touchdowns to Nelson, zero. And Nelson had one interception to Hayden's five interceptions. When you look at their catch percentage, it's roughly the same. Nelson or opponents caught the ball 51.4% of the time against Nelson to Joe Hayden's 53.7. Yards per catch, Nelson's was higher, 13.3 to 11.1. So the difference when you look at these two guys' numbers in terms of statistically, is Hayden gave up four touchdowns and had five interceptions. The question that I asked to you guys in the live chat is, is that significant enough to differentiate those two? Now, let me get to Varys's question, Varys Lovett's question. Jumping straight to the question, I don't think he's better than Hayden as far as taking the ball away, but Nelson's coverage skills are way better. And that's a great question that I want to pose to you guys is would you rather your corner give up a couple of touchdowns? So if you give up four touchdowns over the course of a thousand snaps, right? You know, you're giving up a touchdown every 20 times you're targeted, you know, only giving up four touchdowns in the course of a 16 game season is very good. Is that enough to offset the fact that the other corner doesn't get any interceptions and Hayden gets five. Do the five interceptions, the five times that you give your offense an, an additional five possessions offset the fact that you gave up the four touchdowns? I want to get back to that later in the program to see what you guys think. Now, let me jump into Jeffrey Benedict's email. And, and I think Jeffrey's email is fantastic when you look at Hayden as compared to Steven Nelson and trying to answer this question as to who's better. Now, he wrote the following. In terms of playing towards Hayden's side, Hayden's side was targeted 179 yards, excuse me, 179 times, um, yards, per, yards per target, six yards, nine TDs to Nelson's side, 140, 184 targets to 6.7 yards per target, 17 seven TDs and two interceptions. Now, Jeff made the statement, I'll take the TD to interception ratio on Hayden's side, especially because we know he was the key guy in six of them, his and the one tip to Minka. And so that's the question when you're talking about who's better. 
is interceptions to touchdown ratio. You know, it's tough because, I mean, if you're not giving up touchdowns, you're not scoring. And, and the goal of the game is to keep the opponent from scoring. But if you only give up four touchdowns and almost 1,050 snaps, dare I say it's kind of negligible. Let me give another stat that Jeffrey jumped into. He said that Nelson was targeted less. 12% of the coverage snaps compared to Hayden's 14.3. Haven gave up five TDs, Nelson zero, but Nelson had one interception to Hayden's five, which we talked about. That's the big argument for Nelson. No TDs, and one reason for that is Nelson was, in my opinion, the more responsible red zone defender. Hayden gambled more and got burned for it. And, and that's what we're talking about here. You know, we're talking about, would you rather a guy be more sure, not gamble, not give up touchdowns and force field goals, or a guy to give up a fewer scores and get more interceptions and in turn get more possessions for your offense? For me, I'm leaning on the touchdown passes. I don't if my corner can give up fewer touchdown passes and it's close and a close argument between the two, I think that's enough to tip it in one particular way. But I don't want to give you my thought as to who I think is the better player between the two. Let me jump into the super chat from Dave Shipley. Dave said, having Minka behind you or Edmonds behind you, Hayden stepped to the plate. Who would you want having your back? I mean, that's an easy question to answer. You know, I think you want Minka behind you. You know, you want Minka having your back. But Jason Metley brought up a great point. Are getting the extra possessions worth giving up the touchdowns? See, I think at some point you have to have a break point, right? You can't give, like, you can't give up maybe seven, eight, nine, ten touchdowns and get five interceptions. Like, the ratio, you know, of giving up touchdowns to interceptions, I think should tip on more so on the interception side. So if you're going to give up four touchdowns, maybe you should have eight interceptions to make it seem a little bit better. Let me jump back into the email that Jeffrey had. Now he said in terms of pass breaks up, pass breakups, excuse me, Hayden has a good advantage getting his hands on 14.1% of the targets to Nelson's 11.3. If you look at pass interference, Nelson shows his weakness at breaking up passes with three PI calls and seven breakups. He had a four point, he had a 0.429 pass interference per breakup, where Hayden had a 2.73 pass interference per breakup. I, I think that's significant there. Because we know how if you get a PI, how much that helps you score. However, maybe Nelson is making up for it because he's so good as a corner in the red zone. Now, Jeffrey, last but not least, said in terms of film-wise, he said Hayden was a beast on short routes. Nelson was barely even defending short routes. If you go back to 2018 when Hayden was playing off more and not taking chances to get INTs like he did in 2019, his numbers are similar to Nelson's. Basically, Hayden was very valuable last season, playing aggressively and gambling to get interceptions. Nelson was vulnerable all season to in-and-out cuts. Hayden was much better on those. When Hayden was asked to be primarily a deep defender, he was almost as good as Nelson in 2019. So while Nelson gets the edge in defending deep routes and being more responsible in the red zone, Hayden had a big advantage in run support and defending underneath routes. 
Jeff said, I value Hayden's ability to gamble and run support more than Nelson's red zone advantage. So I side with Hayden. And that's where it is. It's a potato potato. It's a either either. It's a neither neither. Choose your and pick your poison. And, and, I, and I asked this question to the live chat. Do you value Hayden's ability to gamble and run support than Nelson's red zone advantage? Ultimately, you want to force guys to kick field goals in the red zone. You don't want to get interceptions. Now, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. As, as I read it, I, I sort of would favor the corner that plays better in the red zone. And last but not least, Jeff said, and while Nelson didn't give up a TD, that's because of the OBJ. And although that's, pro that's the OBJ issue, he said Hayden can do more. He's more versatile, and I value that. So what do you guys value more? You know, before I give my call in terms of who I think is the better player of the two, you know, what do you value more? Do you value the more sure defender in the red zone, the guy that is keeping guys out of the scoreboard and off the scoreboard? Who do you value? Young boy 201 said, Hayden, better than Nelson. Yeah, I said it. Vodka Drinker said, I would like a mixture of both like we got rolling right now. And that's the thing. And when you look at these numbers, let me give you these numbers again. And, and, and here's the thing that I think shows up is that these two are very, are, their numbers are very similar. And what that gives you is, and I don't know if you guys are into hip hop. I don't know if you remember Positive K. Paz K did a show, did a song back in the day called A Good Combination. The milk and the gears, a good combination. Obviously, let me, I'm just, you know, channeling my inner hip hop. But you're talking about two corners that played about 2,100 snaps. They only gave up in 2,100 snaps. They gave up 81 catches. 81 catches. In 2000, over 2,000 snaps, they gave up 81 catches and four touchdowns. You know what that's called? A good combination to the milk and the gears. A good combination. And so Samuel Bethea, big up Samuel. I love the, I love the Kooji sweater. I think that's a Kooji sweater in the back. No, that's a dashiki. Big up to Samuel Bethea with the dashiki. He said exactly, true indeed. Nelson didn't get much love. I really was looking at Nelson while everyone else was talking about everyone beside him. Nelson played fantastic. And I think what you see is that the Steelers have a great combination of cornerbacks, which means in a passing league, your defense is going to be appreciably better when you have corners playing at that level with an all pro at free safety in Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, Dave Shipley asked, and big up to Dave. Thank you for the super chat. What are Nelson's stats before Minka? I'll, I'll look at that and see. I, I'll look at that because there is a pre-Minka effect. I, I'm, I'm suggesting, I think Dave might be suggesting that maybe Minka's impact helped Nelson before, not before, or, or much more than they did Joe Hayden. But before I get into who I'm going to say who is better, again, I want to say a pause take a pause and wish a happy Juneteenth to all of you and a happy Father's Day to all of you as well. 
Let me jump into the Oracle Dave Schofields, the editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. Let me jump into his comment. Hayden benefited more from Minka. Have him, have him, gave him the opportunity to take chances. Look at the Arizona game. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, you know, when you look at Jeffrey's and you listen to Jeffrey's comments, you know, maybe that's how they set up the defense. One, to take more chances and, and, and one to be kind of just the glue just to cover and keep it all together. Sort of like the safety combinations, you know, with Chris Hope and Troy Palomalu, Ryan Clark and Troy Palomalu, how one of the safeties could not gamble to allow Troy to gamble. And you just had to play a safer type of football. I mean, the one difference I see with Joe Hayden and Nelson is Joe Hayden, I think, has trouble with speed. And I think Joe Hayden is more of a boundary corner. But that's not a pro- that's not a problem. I think Nelson is more of a field corner than uh, than Joe Hayden is. I think when you look at all the corners on the Steelers, if I were to rank them, I would rank them as follows. And this teases who I think is the best because and me and Dave talked about this uh, before I did this show. I think because Joe Hayden has been a better player for longer and has done it more consistently, I like the versatility of Joe Hayden as well. And so I would say that Joe Hayden is the better player. If we're having this conversation next year and Steven Nelson puts up a similar season that he did last year and you mix in a couple of more interceptions, so his interception total with those coverage numbers are up to five, then I think Steven Nelson is the better player when you factor in age as well. But I think right now, Joe Hayden is the better player. I think they're very close. I don't think there's much difference between either of the two players. Let me jump back into the live chat and see and, and, and read some of the, the, the comments that you had. Um, N-I-N-G, N-Gong for you, said interceptions can change momentum of the game. You are correct. Interceptions are important, but forcing teams to kick field goals in the red zone impact the game as well. Vodka Drinker said, I like the corner that can keep running his mouth in a wide receiver's ear, even when he gets beat, keeps talking that smack until the next play to get in the guy's head. I just like corners that make plays and can play and don't get beat. I don't care if you're talking. Um, Ezra Nehemiah said to the football gods, please give Terrell Edmonds a Pro Bowl season. <laughs> I don't know, but, 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 but let me back up a little bit. Before I give you my rankings of the Steelers' cornerbacks, not DBs entirely. He's playing his position. He is playing his role. He is playing the support role. He's more of a strong safety. He's playing the support role. If he trapped the ball better in the air, you guys would forget everything. He tackles well. He's a solid coverage guy. He just needs to track the ball better. I think Edmonds' contribution to the defense is downplayed because he does not make splashy plays. But guess what? They don't give up a lot of big stuff. The combination of him and Minka Fitzpatrick, they don't give, a t- give up a ton of big plays. And he tends to be where in the spaces that he is supposed to be. Uh, Robert Sasevich says, our corners would have sucked without Minka behind them. I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. I mean... And one-on-one coverage, I mean, you know, if, if Mink is playing cover three or cover one, I mean, he can't support both corners. So, you know, somebody's playing well. Give the corners their credit. Like I said, I mean, you're talking about over 2,500 snaps. 
They only gave up four touchdowns. Let me say that again. Almost 2,500 snaps. Do the math. 1010 plus 1055. That's 2,065 snaps. They gave up four touchdowns. You do the percentages in the live chat. I'll take that 100% of the time. Let me scroll down more in the live chat to see if you guys have any thoughts. So let me pose this question to you guys and just give me your answer. Just type the name in the live chat. Who is the better corner, Steven Nelson or Joe Hayden? Now, in terms of the ranking of the cornerbacks, I'm going to go Hayden one, Steve Nelson two. I'm going to go Cam Sutton three, and I'm going to go Mike Hilton four. I'm not even, you know, Justin Lane, those guys, you know, they don't really play. I think the weak link at the cornerback position is Mike Hilton. When you watch Mike Hilton on film, Mike Hilton is getting toasted all the time like some roasted almonds. His nickname should be Roasted Almonds. He's okay in coverage. He's a box player more. He's better as an edge rusher with cat blitzes. You know, I, you know, I, I, I Sutton to me will be the guy who will be the nickel player moving forward. I think Sutton is better in coverage, uh, absolutely better in coverage. He's a better player in, in my opinion. So I would rank them as follows. Hayden one, Nelson two, Sutton three, Hilton four, and everybody else is to be determined. Before I jump into the last thing that I want to get into on this show is who has the best tandem of cornerbacks in the AFC I want to get your thoughts in terms of who you guys think is the best player or the best cornerback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me jump through. Let me jump into your comments. Uh, and let me start with Samuel Bethea. He said, yeah, right now, Hayden, because of consistency, but Nelson is on him. If he does it again next year, if keeps it up, I would say Nelson. I would agree with you 100%, Samuel, and I love the dashiki. Deal with it, said the following. Isn't this an excellent conversation to be having? And last year, we before we knew how Nelson would work out, who would have you ever thought we'd be discussing who our better corner is? Gotta love it. That's the point right there. When you have two premier corners, and Pro Football Focus has ranked them the, the number five best cornerback tandem in the National Football League. When you have a very good secondary you have the ability to go out and win games. And you couple that with the pass rush, you have a championship defense. Teams, in my opinion, win with on offense in the passing game. If you have a versatile secondary that can play a variety of coverages, including man coverage, you're an excellent secondary. They can do that. This is a secondary that can play against a Kansas City because they can get pass rush and they can cover well enough to give the pass rush a half beat or a half second more to get home to a Patrick Mahomes. John Trent said, Nelson, if anybody's in the live chat, can you please tally these up? If Dave Schofield's in the live chat, can you please go through the live chat and tally these up? I want to see where you guys are leaning to because I can't tally math. I, I can't do all that. I know I'm the fabulous 5-0. But, you know, I can't do all those things. I hit the G unit year. G, -g, 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 -g unit. Y'all get it. Ezra Nehemiah said Hayton. Ezra Nehemiah then said Hayton, then said Hilton in 2020. Huh. 
I think you'd be in the minority there, Ezra. And I love the picture of the Kaepernick seven jersey. That's absolutely hilarious. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody would say Hilton. Um, deal with it. Said that's exactly what I told Lance before this show. He is correct. It is a great. It is a great problem to have. Young boy twenty four said Hilton would be better as a safety. I would agree. He could play the deep middle. Uh, Jesse Oroz said uh, Nelson one, Hayden two, Hilton three, Sutton four. Hmm. Overall, Jason Metley said Hayden one, Nelson two, Sutton three, Hilton four. And let me see as I'm flowing through the live chat and trying to do this. Uh, Deal with it said, don't write too long of a comment. We might lose Lance altogether. You are absolutely correct. Uh, Donald Nolan said Mel Blunt is the best uh, Steeler cornerback of all time. Is it? I think that is debatable. I think Rod Woodson uh, was absolutely great at the position as well. Both first ballot Hall of Famers. I think that is arguable. I do think people would probably err on uh, Mel Blunt, given the fact that they won the Super Bowls. I think they'll use that as the way to differentiate the two. Solomon Smith said Joe Hayden. Uh, Jesse Aro said New England had the best duo between Jackson and Gilmore. They were really good. They were really good. I think that's who Pro Football Focus said were the number one. Um, uh, let's see some Sasevitz. Robert Sasevitz said Nelson. Um, again, Jason Medley said overall Nelson, Sutton, and Hilton. So I think the Steelers are in a very good position. Let me go with, with, with Dave Shipley again. Big up to thank you for the $2 on the Super Chat, Dave. He says Sutton at free safety and Minkin Edmonds in the box. Hmm. I like Minkin that deep third, but I think they'll do some different things with Minka this year so he can they can put him in some more positions to get his hands around the football and to utilize those ball skills so teams can't just really take him out of the game. But if you can isolate teams to, to really attack a certain part of the field, you can do very well. Uh, Donald Nolan said, stats are comparable, but I'll take Helton, excuse me, Hayden and Nelson over the Pats duo. Uh, Robert Sasevich said, Blunt is definitely the best of all time. So the question I want to extend to you guys is, who is the best duo in the AFC North? So we're talking about the duo of Nelson and Hayden. Is it better than Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey? Let's compare the numbers. In terms of, and, and let me highlight this, in terms of catch percentage, Nelson was 51.4. Hayden was 53.7. Humphrey uh, excuse me, Marcus Peters was 58.4. Humphrey was 58% in terms of yards per catch. Humphrey was 8.6. Peter was, Peters was 11.5. Hayden 11.1. And Nelson was 13.3. In terms of touchdowns and interceptions that they gave up, Humphrey gave up three touchdowns. Uh, Peters gave up five touchdowns, so they gave up eight touchdowns as a combination, and they had eight interceptions. Nelson and Hayden gave up four touchdowns and had six interceptions. So who do you guys think is the best tandem in the NFC, excuse me, in the AFC North? And Carl World said Har 
Hayden would have had seven interceptions. He dropped three or four easy picks. So if he dropped three or four, he would have had close to nine interceptions because he had five on the year. So I think that's an interesting conversation there. Who is the best cornerback tandem in the AFC North? To me, I'm going to, to me, I think it's going to be the Steelers. I think Marcus Peters gives up too many big plays. I think Marcus Peters takes too many gambles and gives up too many touchdowns. You know, you look at Marcus Peters giving up the five touchdowns and the five touchdowns that Marcus Peters gave up was the most of Hayden, of Nelson Hayden, Gilmore, Tredavious White, Sherman, uh, Lattimore, Darius Slay, or Jalen Ramsey. I mean, giving up five touchdowns is significant. He did get five interceptions, and I think he scored on a couple of those. But giving up the five touchdowns is significant. And he gave up the five touchdowns in 981 snaps, which is significantly less than Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. In terms of the snap difference with him and Hayden, that's almost a game's worth of snaps. You're talking about over 70 snaps. So in 70 snaps, he gave up more touchdowns and 70 fewer snaps than Joe Hayden. That's significant. And it's also significant when you compare it to Steven Nelson is that he probably played about 30. I'm just going to say 30 snaps left, 29 snaps less. And he gave up five touchdowns. So because the, the, the Steelers tandem only gave up four touchdowns, I'm going to say that the Steelers tandem is better than the Ravens tandem. So Carl Ward said the following. Marcus Peters has great ball skills, but he's a terrible tackler. I would agree. Jason Metley said, amen to that. Peters was always suspect to me. I've been watching his tape. He gambles too much. He gambles too much. And he is very susceptible to speed. And to Donald Nolan's point, four touchdowns is better than eight touchdowns. Ezra Nehemiah chimed in and said that he thinks the best cornerback in the National Football League is Marcus Peters. I definitely don't agree with that. And I think you would be in the absolute minority for saying that. I, I think Hayton and Nelson are the best tandem of corners in the AFC North. And I would rate them higher than Baltimore's. And particularly when you mix in Minka Fitzpatrick, I would definitely say that the Steelers secondary as a total secondary is the best secondary in the AFC North. I think the Steelers secondary last year was top three. I think you look at Buffalo, I think you look at New England, and I think you look at the Steelers. I think those were the three best secondaries. I would say Baltimore was top five, but I don't think it was better than the Steelers because I think the Steelers' corners were better, and Minka Fitzpatrick was the best secondary player in the AFC North. I think Minka Fitzpatrick's season last year, he was probably the best secondary, second best secondary player in the league to Stephon Gilmore. Although Nelson's stats are better than Stephon Gilmore's, I do think Stephon Gilmore is a better player. I think where you can discern the difference between some of these players and non-statistical stuff is look at the coverage of these players when they're not getting targeted. So, so think of it this way. If you... It, you know, targets, again, are the candy bar. So think of it that way. So, so so the targets are the candy bar. If you're the candy bar, you're going to get targeted. Just think of it that way. Uh, big up to Donald Nolan. Yes, Lance showing love for the Steelers today. Good on you. Hey, man, I'm turning 50. I'm turning a new leaf. I'm turning a new leaf. I'm becoming more positive. 
Andrew Wilbur said Marcus Peters makes too, takes too many risks and trusts his instincts more than he should. I I, I agree absolutely. Um, Ezra Nehemiah again, and so Ezra is going to be the hater because Ezra is fighting for a Raven player to be considered the best player or cornerback in a division. He said Peters has the most interback interceptions for a CB in his first four years ever. What is a CB supposed to do? Not get beat. And he said, get interceptions. And that's the thing. And that's the thing about it, right? Is that sometimes interceptions are credited more than shutting guys down. I mean, if you get a ton of pass defense and you shut a guy down, I mean, you're taking a guy out of the game. I mean, you know, interceptions mean a lot of times when you get a lot of interceptions, you know, that means you're getting a lot of opportunities. And when you get a lot of opportunities, they think you're the candy bar. Let me jump to the comment from Andrew Wilbur. He says, Gilmore, Tredavious White, and Jalen Ramsey are the top three cornerbacks. You know, I can't necessarily argue with that. Um, they fall on this list. I would add Richard Sherman in that list as well. Uh, I think what Richard Sherman is asked to do in the scheme that they play in San Francisco, I think Richard Sherman is outstanding. I mean, one stat that shows up very favorably for Richard Sherman is, you know, people only had – 8.8 yards per catch against Richard Sherman. I mean, that 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 is nutso. I mean, that is absolutely nutso. So Born in Norway asked the million-dollar question before we get out of here. Should the Steelers sign Kaepernick for the league minimum, or is JT Barrett better? The Steelers aren't going to sign anybody. They trust their two quarterbacks, and they'll bring in a camp arm. They're, they're not going to do it. I don't think Colin Kaepernick is going to play. In the National Football League, I think Colin Kaepernick's going to stay out. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why he needs to play at this point. I think, I think Colin Kaepernick is getting old. I think he could still do it, but I, I still don't think Colin Kaepernick is going to play, regardless of the urging of the commissioner Roger Goodell. But before we get out of here again, and I want to thank you guys for chiming on the show. And yes, I wanted to talk a little bit of football. I want to apologize. It was really stat heavy. I'm going to I'm going to share the spreadsheet with everybody in the live chat after we take a look at the show. You guys get a, a sense of the stats that I was pulling from. I do again want to wish everybody out there a happy Juneteenth. If you're not familiar with what Juneteenth is, there is a very good podcast on YouTube that was done by the Vox Media Network. And just do a search for Juneteenth. It's a great explanation as to what Juneteenth was. They do a fantastic job as to why Juneteenth is very important, particularly for the African-American community. But um, African-American history is American history. So us being more than likely all Americans in this show, except for born from Norway, make sure you educate yourself on some history that you may not know going into this Father's Day weekend. And I urge you guys to have a fantastic Father's Day weekend. You know, make sure you you take some time out, hug the kids, hug the wife, hug the girlfriend, hug your family, and, and just appreciate being a dad because being a dad is the best thing, is the best job that I've had. And being a dad completed me as a man. And so I, I, I thank my wife for the gift of my children. And I just love being a dad. That's that That's the best thing in the world for me. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.